Friday night, 7 o'clock, and it's time for the Sports Phone. All right, it's Friday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in that is me i'm in portland i have relocated i think permanently for the sports phone uh when i am in oregon i've permanently relocated into my work office now i have my second monitor jim is in the studio down in philo jim how you doing this evening pretty good i got three monitors going right now <laughs> you've three see that's not fair i no, need i need well, a one third of them monitor. one of we them discussed called, this last week if one you, of them's called the array and that that i have no control that's just also known as oh that doesn't count that the big, doesn't count. the big board that you know that I cl- <laughs> click on when I sing our when I sing our song, and uh, yeah. then there's the regular computer. There's my computer, and if you count my phone, that's four. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they cost a little by surprise. There, uh, uh, must not let's not even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome everybody to the sports phone here on. KZYX. Jim and I are looking forward to another week of sports talk, and that's what we do here on the Sports Phone. So if you are new to the show, uh, very simply put, Jim and I like to spend this hour talking about sports. Uh, This is an open forum sports talk show. Whatever you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, we are going to open up the phone lines and give you, the listening audience, a chance to talk about it. The number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. And as I did mention, this is open forum. Whatever you want to talk about out there as the listening audience, uh, it is open. It is fair game. As long as it is in some way, shape, or form tied back to sports, you can give us a call at 707-895-2448 and talk about it professional college, high school, rec league, whatever it is, as long as it's sports related, we want to hear about it. A lot going on in the world of sports. I know there's a lot of football fans out there. Football season is underway officially uh, with college last week, Thursday night football yesterday, and uh, major, like the first week of the NFL starting this weekend. So give us a call about that or anything else you want to talk and about. There's, there's a, 707-895-2448. And there's a big, uh, the U.S. opens this week, Jer. Just just wanted to make sure you, you understood that the big, big tennis tournament, one of the big four going on. You excited about that? Uh, not as excited as you. I, I think. I mean, we've we've alluded to this on the air a little bit, or, and and we've definitely talked about it off the air. Um, I have friends that, for whatever reasons, cannot comprehend why I am so interested in soccer. They they just watch it and they just don't get it. Um, tennis is that sport for me. I I appreciate the skill. But I just, I've, it's never clicked with me for whatever reason. I've watched it. I've tried to enjoy it. I just, it, again, it has nothing to do with appreciating the skill. But I am not as locked into tennis uh, as as you are. By yeah, let's case. let's wait and get. I, I want to bring it up as a feature feature uh, article sure. this this week. But um, sure, we we're There's taking, some interesting stuff that, that you brought to my attention. We're taking calls right now, so let's take one. You're on the air with the sports phone. Well. Jerry, yes. I just can't believe you're so ho-hum about this uh, tennis match that's happening tomorrow. It's unbelievable. Two unseated young teenagers are playing each other. They beat all the, all the, all the best players. How can you not be excited? I'm not, I don't even ever watch tennis, but I'm going to watch this one because it's pretty exciting. 
So get excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) You've been ordered. You've been ordered to get excited about it. I, I just. I don't get it. I really don't. It's cool. I think the story is interesting. So, so to expand on what the caller is talking about on the on the women's side, okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna the, hang up. It, for have the first. Good, have a good one. Bye. Okay. Thank you. So for uh, the first so, time since so are we talking 19- about tennis now. Sure. I guess we're talking about tennis. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so for the first time since 1999. Um, the U.S. Open is going to feature on the women's side a final between two teenagers. Uh, it is going to be Britain's Emma Raducanu and Canada's Layla Fernandez, uh, 18 and 19-year-olds, respectively. Um, Raducanu ranked 150th in the world, had to go through a qualifying tournament just to make it to the U.S. Open. Uh, and then Fernandez is ranked 73rd in the world, if I remember correctly, 73rd, if uh, my reading um, is working for me. Uh, but they have both made it to the finals. I, again, I think it's really cool. You cool, sound right? excited. You it's, sound a cool, excited it's a cool story. Are you going to watch it? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Because so, it's like, go it's, ahead. No, Jim, go, I mean, again, you're the tennis guy here. What What are you excited about here? I'm excited for the same way the caller is. It's It's... Here, I, I guess I got caught up into the drama, and that's sure. what I'm excited about. Um, I mean, I got we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It, it was hard for, for the world not to get caught up in the drama when Naomi Osaka, I hope that said that name's right, yep. um, when she pulled out of, of soccer because of the pressure of, from the media. That's, that's a very, um, what, what's the right word? That's a very... Uh, scaled down version of what re- really happened but basically she didn't want to deal with it she pulled out she she was con- that was uh Wimbledon the Olympics whatever i i don't have the details but that was a big major sports story not just tennis story um the same thing happened well help me out here with the uh the the Olympian Simone Biles it all sort of happened at the same time. There was people saying, I'm not ready to compete. I'm not competing. That was a huge story. I've never heard of it. Um, so now there's that drama. So I checked in to see Naomi Osaka make her comeback, and she got beat by this, um, I'm sorry, by this Layla Fernandez from Canada, an 18 year old. And I'm in rehab. I, I decided to record and fast forward and, and go through. I, I would watch the end of all the sets. When it was four to four, five to four, I'd watch the end of the set. I'd fast forward to the next one. I, I, I got into it. I got caught up in the drama. So now I'm now I'm ready for this. That's the bottom line, Jerry. Hello, you're on the air. Jerry, get on board. Tennis is great. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You should play it sometime. It's good for you. <laughs> I, again, I don't. I'm not saying it doesn't take skill. I just don't. I I can't get interested. And I have I have more to say about this match. But Vince, I mean, are you going to watch it? Uh, no, no, I'm going to watch college football. There you go. <laughs> but, but, but let me let me give you some let me give you some context of this U.S. Open here. Uh, we're not even mentioning that uh, Djokovic, if he wins, will be the first person. I, I want to say in over forty years to win the all the, the, the four Grand Slams in one calendar year. 
Right. Um, yeah. So there's a big thing, like on the yeah. men's side. And on the women's side, amazing finals between two teenagers. But did you see the controversy with Layla Fernandez? What? And her last match where the, her coach was coaching her during the match, and that's a big rule violation in tennis. Like, it's it didn't huge. really get talked about. How'd she get caught? Well, I- they caught the coach. She was, like, completely... You know, coaching her from the sidelines, giving her hand signals, talking to her about sliding your feet, calming down. Like, you can't, as a coach, you can't do what we do on the basketball court. You can't interject or interact, just like track and field. The coach isn't supposed to be talking to the runners on the track. Let me interrupt, Vince. You're actually downplaying this, downplaying this a little bit. It is so strict in tennis. I think that I've said this to you. I don't know if I've said it to Jerry, but I said it to you, Vince, once. I wish basketball was like tennis, where you could do whatever you wanted with your team during practice, but you weren't allowed to say anything. You weren't even allowed to sit on the bench for for a basketball. I think that's what tennis is, and it is so strict yeah. in tennis. You can get penalized a game, a point, a set. I don't know what the exact rules are. You can't yeah. even you can't even make eye contact with your coach. They have to be sitting in the crowd. You can't even look at them. So if you watch if you watch the videos, Jim, it's blatant that he was that he was definitely talking to her and giving her hand signals, and it's amazing that nothing happened because it is the way I read it a very so it's like pretty much one of the top three strictest rules in tennis. Can can they, um, Jared? Do you know anything about this? Can they? Uh, can they I tell go- you it's 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 as archaic a rule as everyone at Wimbledon has to wear white shirts. <laughs> in my opinion, like I, I, I'm on the I'm in the exact opposite boat as you, Jim. I, I and this is not coming from my 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 opinions about tennis. That that's the whole the whole point of a coach is to be able to like lead their team and make adjustments and and you know make observations and those types of things. And so for tennis, I'm like nah, they can't do it. Like wait, wait, what? You can't. Uh, like, you, 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 there's no timeouts. I, I, there's no timeouts. You can't meet your, with your coach in between games. Nothing. You, as I say, you can't even make eye contact. My question, Vince, is if this is that much of a controversy, can they go back and penalize her now or, or disqualify her? There, there's no way. At this point, you've got a... Okay. What will, will, will be, despite Jerry and I not watching it, one of the most watched tennis matches in a long time. It's exactly. Uh, that's not involving the Williams sisters. Uh, it, it, it's it's huge. There's no way they're going to go back and, and take her out of this match. Not a chance. Uh, they may find her later down the road or something, or the coach. They may find him, but they're not taking her out of this match or penalizing her. It's too big of a match. It's too much publicity for women's tennis right now. You know what's interesting, both of you guys, while you're on, is think about what makes this interesting is the opposite of the last most watch match. I'm going to say... And I'm sure you could get the details, but the last most watched matches have been the classic Feder, um, Nadal, Nadal in in the French or Agassi, um, John McEnroe. You know those kind of names or Monica Seles and uh, Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf, whatever. My point is, those were most watched. Because they were famous tennis players, this is most watched because they're not famous tennis players. Exactly. Yep, so, I agree. Uh, it, it's, it's good stuff, and it's great to, 
you know, I, I won't watch it, Jerry, but I will follow it because I do actually enjoy keeping up with the tennis world. Kind of similar to golf. I don't watch golf, but I like to know who's decent and what's happening. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it, here's what I'll say go about ahead. this match. And then, this, then I'm going to take another call. Go, go ahead, Jerry. No, go ahead and take the next call because it's going to take me a minute to set this up. Vince, go, go don't, 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 don't miss us tonight, Vince. Stay with us. Thanks, Vince. Jim, what's going on over there? Hello, call. You're on the air. Hey, we're Team Soccer over here, and I have a big soccer superstar in the car. He's a little hungry. Uh, so uh, he's got a big game tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to say hi or not. Say hi. No, I'm getting a big no. So uh, what, what soccer we got? starts tomorrow for four-year-olds, and he's pretty excited, but he's so hungry he's not going to say hi to you. So, Ooh, so fill me, me in on you. Are you also announcing we have a four-year-old soccer tournament? I mean, a, a four-year-olds are yeah. playing soccer? Yeah, well, he's almost five, so uh, he'll be five soon. But uh, they, he's start, first game tomorrow, so if anyone has any tips, we're uh, driving home from Boonville, and uh, we'd love to. He'd love to hear any um, tips or tricks, and he's super excited. And I'm going to get off the air now. Where so is this? Where is night. where is this game? Oh, I well, I don't want to broadcast because of COVID, so I don't want a million people coming because I, you know, <laughs> they don't have vaccines yet. So. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, Fair enough. Um, have a good night, you guys. Thanks for the call. Thank you. So we had a shy... A shy when, when, when I started... Jeez, what, what what age was I, that first youth soccer team I played it was, it I think was, it was in Fort Bragg. It was under sevens. <laughs> you were six. Was, I that, was it that young? You might have started... I feel like I remember, it, I remember it corresponding with Little League, and I didn't start Little League until I was... eight. Until I was like eight, nine, ten. No, you, you never... No, I, I, I was your father. I mean, I'm your father. I, yeah. I know now. Now you're right, and I'm, I'm right, and you're right. Um, you started minor leagues when you're eight. We didn't do any of that t-ball stuff when you were five, six, or seven. Right. Uh, and but and you're right. You started soccer at eight uh, at under eights. You're right. This. I want to. I want to know, because it's because it's funny. Like t-ball is translatable, right? Like I see how six-year-old or, or four or five-year-old baseball kind of works, right? With t-ball. Yep. Is it eleven on eleven soccer? Is this is this four to five year old eleven on eleven soccer? Like I want to know the format and how this. Do works. you remember? I That's think what I'm most curious about. When we used to go to Fort Bragg Middle School and there'd be nine soccer fields going at once, I think those under sevens and under sixes were playing on a shorter field. So it's I, like you think it's like six on six, and I think or it was like only that? six on six. I'd like to hear, but but I never heard of the four year olds playing. I mean, can you picture... That's what I mean. It's like, that. that's... Do you think that... Go ahead. So this is... I think, if I heard that caller right, this isn't just the first match of the season. This is a possible superstar soccer player from, I think, Boonville or Ukiah, one of the, I think, Boonville, playing first soccer game, and I believe it was a boy, first soccer game of his career we just got yeah. a call about the first soccer game a kid's ever ever played this this call is going down in history i, yeah, I, I, I guess to, to answer to answer the caller's question about like or yeah. not question but they were asked you know kind of said if anyone has any advice or anything um 
my advice to that youngster would be I can't give soccer specific advice because I'm not a, a soccer savant by any means. Um, I would, and this is going to be the, the, the most obvious thing ever, but go out there and have fun. Um, <laughs> I, I think, and I, but I mean that though. I'm not, I don't mean that as like a, like the, the kind of the, 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 the broad, like obvious statement. I do mean it because I think something that Jim, you talked about a lot is, is there's, there's this arc with, with sports, right? And, and like youth to high school sports, there's this arc of you get them interested by letting them have fun early on. Like you, you don't to. make that jump from a from youth sports to pl- trying to play on the middle school team unless you're enjoying it at the youth level, right? And then you don't make that next jump from middle school to, okay, I'm going to take this more competitive at the high school level without enjoying it. So I, I think that with someone that's right at the beginning of that kind of bell curve or whatever you want to say, my biggest advice would be go out there and have a good time. You, go, go out there and have fun and go kick the ball around. You don't make it to that next next level unless right. you're you're enjoying it. Like um, when there were, I don't know. There's some sports that they don't they all, they don't have. Like we didn't have youth basketball. Um, in the second, we had that little cardinal stuff in Mendo that, that I did for a while and, and Gary Pellman did for a while. <laughs> and we got kids a little bit interested, but we didn't really play games. We didn't have a league. It was just like getting kids together. But then there was this big gap between there and middle school. So mm-hmm. whereas youth soccer starts the kid at age six, we really didn't get the kids in basketball until they were uh, until they were eleven or twelve, and I think uh, volleyball has oh, for us. I mean, for for us though, like you, that's a bubble of Mendo. Like Fort Bragg has youth basketball. They do now. Right? Like they didn't back when you were a kid. Eh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I, I'll take your word for it. I mean, you would know more better than me. But yeah, go out there and have fun. That that's my advice. I would love to watch a four year old soccer match. That'd be. <laughs> I would enjoy the heck out of. It. Do you think they have to wear shin guards? I'm guessing they go through the whole process. Remember, Do you think just like we just like we did when we started at eight years old, the referee would walk by and we all we'd all have to tap our shin guards when he walked by? Didn't you do that in high school too? No, we didn't have to do it in high school. Um, the only thing we had to do in high school, if I remember correctly, was the referee could ask to see your cleats to make sure you weren't wearing uh, metal cleats. I, I thought that was like a tradition. They did that at the World Cup, too. No, 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 no. 707? 707, 707 Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Anything that is on your mind, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring, and let's talk about it here on the sports phone. You were, um, you were about to... Well, another. Hold on. I, okay. You're not getting off the the hook this easy, Jer. Hello, yeah, you're on the yeah. air. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, I just leaving the um, college tennis courts and heard you guys talking about tennis earlier, and I, I came in at the very tail end of it. It sounded like you were saying something about the possibility of you know that I, what I heard was they're not gonna they're not gonna cancel that match tomorrow. They're not gonna cancel that player, and. Uh, I just wondered if you could, for my benefit, tell me what's going on with that and why would that even be a possibility? You want to do it, Chair? Yeah. So, caller, the the quick version is um, one of the women that are competing in the uh, in the U.S. Open finals, which uh, what tomorrow, Jim? Layla Fernandez. It's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it came out with video evidence 
that she was clearly taking instructions from her coach in her semifinal match, oh, which oh, okay. is okay. which is a which is the big no no in tennis. And if you're a tennis fan at right. all, you know that, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm familiar um, with that. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She, she could be fined or penalized, but yeah, you're right. No, they're not going to cancel the match. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. would have happened? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for covering some of the tennis. Appreciate it. Catch you guys whenever I have the chance. Really enjoy your show. Thank, Thank you. Care, everybody. Thank you. All right, there's a tennis fan, Jared. 707-895-2448. What, what was going on when the uh, four-year-old soccer player checked in? I did hear him say something in the car, by the way. Uh, I think he said, no, I don't want to go on the radio. Um, but you That's gonna... enough. He was on the radio. <laughs> you you were saying something when, when we had Vince on. What was it? Was it just about this, this coaching thing? Uh, yeah, so real quick to answer your question, because I think you were going to w- watch um, the sequence for a judge catching a oh. coaching violation in tennis is a warning, a point penalty, and then a game penalty. Um, okay. And if it and at any point the uh, the head judge uh, has the right to remove the coach from the stance. So you don't it's not by any means anything close to a forfeit of the match, even if you get caught. Yes, it doesn't. That it, it, from my read of this, it does not How, look like you can you be so, so, so so Vince caught this. I I watched the match. I watched that whole match, and the, the interesting part is. None of the commentators, I, I don't see how they didn't catch this during the match. If anyone else um, watches tennis and watch more closer than me, I'd like to know why this wasn't brought up during the match. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. So, uh, quick context to this. I don't think a judge ever caught the coach. It was it was kind of shown by like a media source of like, hey, this this should have been a violation. Ah. Yeah, there was never a coach. Never like it was a lot like during the live thing. People were tweeting and putting stuff out that, you know, that I can see on like sports sites, and it was like, why isn't this being looked at? How is that not being looked at by the whatever judges over in this corner by the coach? Like, how are they not seeing this? Like, and then they kept showing little clips of videos that were. It was like, wow, that's pretty obvious. He's actually like yelling at the at Fernandez, and like the so the line judge never said anything to bring it to attention. Which is why there'll there'll definitely be no penalty. I think. No, that you you have. Well, to... I wonder. I wonder where in like the 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 list of priorities for a tennis judge, where keeping an eye on the coaches, right? So it's like, is the ball in or out? Player behavior, like where on their list of priorities is keeping an eye on the coach? And and how many judges are there? Well, there's a line judge on each. Baseline. Do you guys know the that? Line, do you guys wait a minute? Hold on, hold on, hold the phone here. Do you guys know that they're doing the U.S. Open without line judges? This is this is what I'm saying. This is what we're getting to. This is they're going to get rid of the umpires in baseball if they keep this up in tennis. They're doing it with computers. There, there's no line judges this time. Well, there you go. Then I mean, if there's no judge in that vicinity, then how are they going to, cause Jerry, I don't even know if the judge ever looks over at the coach, but this, this coach is like yelling, like, you know, what, regardless of seeing, they should have heard, but if they're not there at all, then this is now going to be a part of tennis. I mean, it's almost impossible. That's that there's a downside of, uh, of the intelligence. Yeah. Huh? No, another call. Should we take it, Vince? Yeah. yeah all it. right. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. This, this is a good topic. Hello. You're on the air. 
this this tennis conversation's getting too heavy. <laughs> Let's talk about four-year-olds playing soccer. <laughs> what do you got? Well, the the young lady that called in is my baby mama, and the boy is my kid. Oh, I love it. And yeah, and uh, Jerry, I can answer some of your questions. They wear shin guards. They wear cleats. They have uniforms. They play six six v six. And there is no goalie, and the matches are half an hour. Okay, I like it. I like so, it. So they're going to they're going to take breaks, but because of COVID, parents have to bring their own water and snacks. You know, it it was fun back in the day where you know one parent brought all the oranges, everybody right. just shared one Gatorade. But because of COVID, everybody's kind of masked up. the The fields are spaced out. But it's super, it's super cute. Like, our kid's about to be five. It's six on six, no goalies. It's just total, like, quail ball. But it's the <laughs> best in the world. Is this is this going to be his first soccer experience? Yes, yes. Nice. So that makes it super cool. Both me and his babe, my baby mama, who called in, um, we both played soccer. She, she played on the East Coast. I played here in Fort Bragg. And then... We just got the little guy into it, and he's just having a blast. It's it's just so much fun. It's like such a relief from uh, reality, and it's just all positive. Everybody's just having the best time. When Jerry played, we used to go up there, rain or shine. We it was at the Fort Bragg Middle School. I believe there was one, two, three, four, five. I think six different games mm-hmm. going on at once. And we used to go up there at nine in the morning. We stay there till noon, and every once in a while. We, um, it was a beautiful sunny morning in Fort Bragg, and most of the time it was foggy and drippy. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's been his practices, it's been, I mean, geez, who knows what's going on with, with rain ever happening again, but it's, uh, it's been nice. Um, it's just such a nice break. People are out, they're masked up, they're doing something positive. All these kids that have been just, you know, with all the COVID and all the parents, it's it, it's just it's awesome. So it's good stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the phone. We love your show so much, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you. Thank that was you. nice you. to hear, what Jim. It's you? Jim. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, he the caller called it Quail Ball. Do you what remember is, what it was called when we were doing it back in the day? Or do you remember what your name for it was? If you if you know what he's referring to when he says Quail Ball, all I remember is that. Everyone followed the ball around, and everyone just ran right. after. So the we ball. called it. What did I call? Yeah. It? So our generation called it. We called it donut ball because everyone just formed a circle around the ball. Like there's no, there's no <laughs> positions. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're midfield. You're defense. No, no. At that age, it's you want the ball. There's it no, doesn't matter what you have to do. You want that ball. It reminds it's, me a little it's, bit. It's great. That's like. It reminded me a little bit of, of rugby, the way everyone would be just everyone would go after yeah, scrum. Exactly. Yep. Rugby's a little more organized. I hope I don't get any rugby callers calling in. But I, <laughs> it, 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 that feeling that everyone would be crowded around the ball, and then the ball would just get scooted out of that pile. That's what happened in uh, quail ball. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's wow. great. Again, I I love it. I I'm stoked that this caller. Uh, oh, we it, got his, his chair. We got a we got a whole. Great. We got a whole family there. Call we we had yeah. the mom. I, b- I believe the mom and the dad, and the kids. This is first soccer game, and they announced it on the sports phone. You're on the air. 
I think that's uh, great. Um, kind of brings me back. Uh, when I used to rep, uh, I think it was under eight. So I don't, I'm not sure if they started in Mount Below Six back then, but I, know, I was about 12 or 13 years old when I first started repping. Hey, Jerry, you want to have a good time? Become a, a youth soccer ref and check out some of these, these games. These games. It is like a donut. And it, but what ends up happening is that it is a rugby game, but it's the parents who are playing rugby on the sidelines sometimes, you know. They're like, they're into it sometimes just as heavy as the kids. Now, I know that they've uh, they've curved that a little bit more in um, this day and age. And I guess that kind of segues to um, the whole tennis and soccer thing. I mean, you're watching soccer, you're arm-in-arm with a guy in, in Europe, maybe Manchester United, drinking a beer, you're all chanting and yelling and, you know, <laughs> and 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 tennis, you're, everybody's got to be quiet and, 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 you know, they're all, uh, uh, and, you know, something happens in soccer, you're like, yeah, something happens in tennis, everybody's like, kind of clenching their teeth and there's a little clap and so just even watching them in the stands there's just just uh such such a difference um between the two and uh i guess uh i'd have to say that the soccer coaches have gotten more quieter and i guess the tennis coaches are starting to get a little more louder so <laughs> wow yeah this, this, um I, i've never been pr- more proud prouder uh, that uh, that that we had a, a four year old playing his first game and it was announced right here on on the sports phone. Thanks for thanks for your call, sir. I mean, I just got to say that it was uh, is awesome. Um, soccer has definitely, and I played, I refed, and I've coached, and um, it definitely uh, holds a big thing in my life as far as uh, choosing and leadership things. It's, that's great to hear that the kids are still into it just as much as I was back then and guess what the parents get to have a nice evening later on that evening because the kids are going to pass out about six o'clock <laughs> there you go yeah absolutely absolutely oh thank yeah. you you know jim it's it's funny i remember going off the what that caller said i do remember when i was like seven eight years old playing my first time i had friends that were older than me that were i think in like that 12 to 13 age group yeah. that were refing those youth games like oh, they would play their right. game and then they'd run down and they'd go ref the 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 uh the, the the youngest age group i remember that i never did it because i i phased out of soccer pretty quickly after like the first year of youth sports of youth soccer but i do remember my friends that were really into it they would play and then they would go ref the younger kids we're going back and forth between youth soccer and uh u.s open tennis here um, and <laughs> couldn't, I want to be th- two th- further differences. That play, that that last caller brought up something that that um, one of the other reasons besides me rehabbing this this hip replacement, it's it's getting me because of when it was. That's why I've watched so much soccer this week during my rest periods. Tennis. And I mean, I watched so much tennis. tennis and uh, my mom is a huge um, mm-hmm. tennis fan. She watches. All the majors. So she, yeah. she might even have the tennis channel and watches the minor tournaments too. But yeah. Yeah. there's another issue that that last caller brought up. He talked about you know the 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 tennis coach yelling a little bit, but then the soccer crowd drinking their beer and chanting and all that kind of stuff. New York, te- uh, New York tennis fans are being criticized for breaking the tradition and like booing and um Mm -hmm. making noise and and like not quieting down when they tell 
when they tell the crowd to quit. I remember my only real experience with that was, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but when Serena Williams got into it with the line judge, or with the head judge at the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. And it ended up losing in the U.S. Open finals to Naomi Osaka. The fans booed Osaka, and Serena like had to get on the mic and tell them to stop. Was that I do re- I do remember that, but I think that's kind of an exception to it. I I think tennis, and maybe this is one of the reasons I, I don't very much care for tennis. Is I do think it's a little bit of a stuck up sport. Well, Mac, and- I, I think they. McEnroe was was uh, commentating when they were talking about this issue. They were asking the crowd to quiet down. And like I'm thinking, remember we just talked about the Mets last week when the yeah. the player was booing the fans and the fan was booing and and the, the player and the the coach was giving the finger to to the uh, to the crowd, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what they're talking about here. Is is New York crowds are are different yeah. and, and they've been more vocal this year than ever. It's another animal. I love it. 707-895-2448. We're about halfway through the sports phone here. A little bit further than that. Got about 25 minutes left on the show here. So give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448 here on the sports phone. If you want to talk about tennis, you want to talk about youth soccer, if you want to talk about anything else that's completely different, give us a call. 707-895-2448. All right, Jim. I want to get the show somewhat back on track. And, so, and when I say back on track, I mean our topics. I think we're going to skip on the stay in sports for the sake of time. All um, right. Jim, I'm going to quiz you, actually, to start this next topic. All right. Well, this well, is wait, rare. Wait, I wait a minute. Give you, I've given you menu options before, but today I'm going to quiz you. I know. We got, I know you're going to quiz me. We got another call. Okay. Perfect. Let's do it. You're on the air. Hey, it's uh, your sports phone doctor calling. Hi, Patty. Dr. Patty. Hi. <laughs> I was just, I have nothing doctorly to offer. But oh, come on. I just want to point out that um, the reason, just like what was behind the Naomi Osaka boo, <laughs> booing that happened that you mentioned, um, it was the, the crowd was upset because there were some questionable calls um, by, the, right. I think, the line judge or the umpire. You, you're definitely free to look this up. I looked it up really quickly because that's how I remembered it. And then I looked and I confirmed. And so I think yeah. that there was this, it, I, it really wasn't about Naomi, although, I mean, I'm sure it was really difficult to be in her position, but it was really just um, booing the officiating, which which has been a huge issue um, with Serena Williams throughout her career, just oh, not yeah. getting really yeah, fair Patty, calls. I, I, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Patty. And I, I didn't say that very well. It had nothing to do with Osaka. The whole, that, start, that started a whole topic the Jim and I talked about a fair amount back when it happened was Serena after the match basically came out and said, if I was, if I was a man, we wouldn't be penalized the same way for our reactions. And it started this whole debate about Serena's emotions and how judge line, like judges in tennis interpreted those things. So yeah, the, the booing didn't have anything to do with Naomi Osaka. I was more referring to it as just, that was one time I remember tennis fans like breaking decorum, so to speak. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, I figured. I figured you guys like knew that. It was just kind of like a like yeah. reminder for context. Was it in? Oh, for sure. Was it at Wimbledon or was it in at the U.S. Open? No, it was at the U.S. Open. So it was. It was, it was in the New York crowd. So it. So yeah. they, they, yeah, they're known for booing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. for sure. They're for booing their own team. 
Yeah. So exactly. the other interesting the stat now. about tennis, and you can hang with us for a second if you want, Patty, the, the line's open. Uh, the other interesting stat, Jer, that I was going to bring up is in when there was 32 players left, 16 in the men's and 16 in the women's, in the U.S. Open, there wasn't one U.S. tennis player in the men's or the women's. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of – that's 32 out of – out of all, out of sixty-four, I guess, of all of them, I, I, I was, I was just, I didn't realize how bad we were. Yeah, with all the the excessive <laughs> coaching and and um, the money we have in these tennis places in Florida and California, how come we're being beat in the individual sports regularly? How come? How come the USA is? What What is the reason? Does anyone know? It's because they're all like me. <laughs> they're just. Not, I'm, I'm saying that as a joke, but I also think there's truth to it. You just think because. Do you, of, do you think that? Do you think USA Tennis gets as much as other sports? What do you mean? As much money? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, like like compared to other sports in this country, and what is the proportion like when you compare it to other countries? I don't. I don't know the answer to that, but I feel like you know. Oh, you're not comparing. Mi- you're not comparing U.S. tennis to. To American football, you're saying, does tennis, USA tennis, get as much money as Brazilian tennis or Russian tennis, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's kind of similar to, you know, the, I mean, I don't know, I just, when you asked the question, I thought of, like, men's soccer, and I don't know how much money gets poured into men's soccer compared to to other sports in, in the U.S. that compete on a national level. Um, and, and just like the, you know, how, how early development starts with soccer in other countries compared to here, at least, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'm just wondering if like, maybe that has something to do with that. The U S though we do have a lot of money we still prioritize other sports. What do you I think that one, one thing I would say, Patty, and I think I remember John McEnroe talking about this in some documentary or something I saw. There's definitely a barrier of entry to tennis that other sports don't have to deal with. Like if you take it at like the youth level where you it's it's a lot harder to get into tennis than it is to get into basketball or soccer or, or other sports just because of what is required to play it. So like I think there's. I, I would argue, and I, I have no proof of this. I would have to look it up, try to find something. But I would argue there's some sociological aspect to why tennis is not as popular in the United States. It and is, I, I do think it, the barrier to entry has something to do with anyone that it doesn't at a think, very early level. Anyone that doesn't think tennis is a country club sport probably doesn't think golf is a country club sport. It takes no, it, is, it takes money to expensive. get seriously into those, whereas didn't cost us anything to meet at the basketball court at six in the morning and stay there till six at night. It didn't. Yeah, well, and there's, yeah, there's, you know, differences in, like, prices of equipment and yeah. maintenance of facilities and things like that. So, yeah, I, yeah, mm. I, I think that, that maybe that's your answer. Hmm. Thanks for the call. We got another one. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Patty. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you guys on this uh, money thing. This is just the same thing when all the universities started dropping sports uh, during the pandemic. What were the sports that went? Very technical, difficult sports that didn't generate any income. Tennis, track and field, swimming, you know. I mean, there's no money. Like, if you're going to put together a tennis club, you've already got to have the money, and you're willing to just 
break even to you know produce talent. Um, I kind of assume horse racing might fall into this category as well, where you know you better have money to start it, and you only have people involved that have money themselves. It's I would a very say- small population. Jerry, t- t- take up this. I'm not sure where to go on this one. No, I, I think that there's a there's a group of sports, yeah. and Vince kind of think I just touched on pretty much all of them that has a high barrier to entry. And when you look at where the professionals are coming from in those sports, it's a very select group of countries, just to a certain extent. Um, Rich countries. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sure, Vince, Vince said it. Like, and I was trying to skirt around. I think they're probably all very rich countries. That's not to say the United States isn't a rich country, but I, I think that it is a, in a, it's a, it's a, we're a very different country than a lot of others, and because of the way we are set up, there's a lot of other sports competing for people's attention, and tennis takes a lot more to get into. Than, than others. Do you think the fact that it's an individual sport is a little boring to some? Do, do you think it had anything to do with an individual sport versus like the sports that Americans seem to love? Football, baseball, basketball, yeah. hockey. I, those are expensive the sports. The only reason... The only reason I would say no to that would be if it was purely individual versus team sports. Yeah. The U.S. would not be as dominant internationally as they have been in sports like swimming and gymnastics. Hmm. But yeah, but but Jerry, see that hmm. I was going to say. Good point. I agree with Jim because as a track and field guy, you're on your own. Like it is, a, it is technically you're scoring for a team, but you're running right. your race on your own. But then you're hanging out with the other 30, 40 people on your track team or your swim team. Right. Or that's, your gymnastic team. So it, it, yeah, you're doing your event by yourself, but you get to go interact with everybody afterwards. Sure. Those, those are just as sh- social sports as basketball, football, or soccer because of the amount of people involved. Tennis, it's it's you, your opponent, and the and the judge. You know, it's like pretty much mm-hmm. that's it. So that it, it is one of the most individualized sports. I think uh, I yeah, would imagine golf right. or bowling right behind it. Yeah, they all have. And I'm not really sure if bowling's a sport, but we discussed that before. Bowling is definitely a sport. It even has a skills contest, Vince. Yeah, I know, I know, Jim. (laughs) I was being sarcastic. Uh, But I I will say, too, the U.S. Open has been known since the Andre Agassi days of being the most raucous of the uh, tournaments. You know, like it's almost the anti Wimbledon. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna even say that though, raucous and U.S. Open, you better not say Agassi without saying McEnroe is the king of raucous. Oh, for sure! Oh, come on, that whole era, McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, <laughs> McEnroe is uh, from th- New York. There was a lot of great emotional tennis back then. That's Jerry. I think why I like tennis is because <laughs> I grew up watching Connors and McEnroe, and then Agassi and Sampras with Groff and and Celis and. There was there was some energy and some excitement and some real heated rivalries of guys who just put it out there and women who put it out there and the eighties and nineties tennis was was really big and, and the U S was good for a while there like that that I think has just died off just like I think we we say most sports right like we talk we've talked about on the show how every sport has seen a decline in youth 
participation over the last like two decades. So if you're already an ancillary sport that has a niche uh, attraction and the percentages are going down in every sport, well, you're, you're going to see that affected the most in those type of sports. I'm, um, I'm dying. To, uh, to I got, put up, we got another call, and and okay, and I have a question for Jerry Vince. Thanks for the call. Okay. You, you got, got it. Thanks, Vince. Oh, we lost them both. Jerry, tell me. I want to know this quiz. You're, well, you're, well, well, hang on. Before before we 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 get to the quiz question, okay. Um, I, I want to put a bow tie on this tennis story, and this is <laughs> I think the funniest part about it to me. Um, Layla Fernandez's coach. The one that was caught coaching. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it's also her dad. Oh wow! Um, really? We didn't. We didn't say that. Uh, he has said he will not attend the final. Oh wow! He's gonna watch not because. Now hold on, hold on. Not because of the coaching controversy, but because he is extremely superstitious. And the last time he was at a final that his daughter was in, she lost. Wow. Yes, I love it. That's, that's 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 great. So I like the fact that that she's she, she, she's she's still got her father as as her tennis coach. Yeah, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. We've got about thirteen minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Okay, Jim. I, I've got one more. Um, I've got one more, Jerry. Get get the quiz question ready. I do have uh, the Z Man is is checking in. Um, it's a little bit behind, but we did mention it again uh, today. Uh, by the way, Z-Man's a regular sports phone contributor through text. As far as the Mets, and he's also a Chicago fan, as far as the Mets booing Javier Baez, I was at Shea Stadium in 1989. I was horrified by the Mets fans booing their players for striking out, making errors, whatever. At one point, they booed their Hall of Fame catcher, Gary Carter for striking out. I stood up and yelled at those Mets fans. What's <laughs> wrong with you people? Don't you realize he's given you more than he's taken away with his mistakes? Oh, they don't care. I was then booed by the fans around me. <laughs> New York fans suck. You never hear a boo at Wrigley Field. That's the sports would... phone text of the year. Jared, the, my quiz, I only have 12 it. minutes left. Okay. So the quiz is designed here. This is setting up our next topic, and I think we have enough time to get into this. All right. Um, one more time, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about here on the sports phone. Okay, Jim, can you tell me the mascot of the University of Texas? I want to see, I want to see how much you know about this school before we get into it. Uh, something to do with horns? Yeah, yeah. They're the longhorns. I'll give you that one. Uh, can you tell me what colors they are? No idea. Okay. Can you tell me what conference they're in? The Southeast. They're in the Big 12. They're in the Big 12. That's fair. That's a, that's a decent guess. Um, this is all leading somewhere, Jim. I promise. Can you yeah. tell me what city the University of Texas is in? I'll go with Dallas. It's in Austin. Ah. Now, to, to set it all up, Jim, can you sing me the University of Texas fight song? Uh, I can now because you sent it, <laughs> sent it to me, but and and it's it, it goes by. Um, I've been working. Do we, do on we the, want to start with that? Should I should we start this topic by me reading the University of Texas fight song and then give some context, or should I give context first? I think it should give context first. Okay, so this is 
I would say sports adjacent in terms of a story, but it was sports adjacent enough that ESPN picked it up. So I thought it was worth talking about. Um, Two days ago, the Texas chapter of the NAACP and a group of anonymous University of Texas students filed a federal lawsuit, uh, or excuse me, filed a federal complaint against the University of Texas for the use of the, the school's fight song, The Eyes of Texas, which they have accused the university of having racist elements to it. Um, the fight song was originally written in 1903. Uh, it has been used since then. Um, the University of Texas uh, fight songs traditionally in college sports are football uh, primarily. I think other sports use them, I think, in certain ways, but football is definitely where they live the most. Yep. Um, so the students have filed, uh, the students and the Texas chapter of the NAACP have filed a complaint saying that it's, it's racist. Again, it was written in 1903. Um, with, with that as the background here, uh, I have the University of Texas fight song uh, pulled up. It's called The Eye of Texas, um, and it is set to, to kind of give a little bit of additional context, then I'll actually Sing read it. It, it is sing. set to the tune of I've Been Working on the Railroad. Can, will you sing it? The song. Will you sing? I am not going to sing it. Not a chance. <laughs> if someone wants <laughs> but, to sing this. But the lyrics... Go ahead. The lyrics are, are, are as follows. Uh, the eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Do not think you can escape them at night or early in the morn. The eyes of Texas are upon you. So Jim and I had a conversation about this before. Actually, no, hold on. Before I go any further with, with my context and my like kind of research on this, um. Jim, I know we talked about it a little bit already off the air, but the story itself, what was your reaction to this? From a sports standpoint, your reaction to students, Texas NAACP, filing a complaint against this song? I, I In the eight minutes we have left. I am... <laughs> got eight minutes. I immediately first thought of when you said... I always have an immediate reaction when you send me stuff because I... I right. I know we're going to be. Right. Ta- and you might ask me that on on the on the station, or on the on the show. And my first response was, "Bring it on! We we're, we're getting rid of all the other. We're trying to get rid of a lot of racist sure. stuff in sports. We got rid of the Cleveland Indians. We got rid of the Washington Redskins. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that uh, th- those words on the radio anymore. <laughs> um, but the, the, they changed their names. Um, when we get away from sports, we're taking down statues." Um, so if, if a group of people agrees that it has racial connotations, I'd say go ahead and change it. I'm sorry. Just, just, I I see no reason. I mean, it's, we're headed that way. Um, I mean, I can almost put it in the category of equal pay for equal work. It's, it's, you know, we can't sure. be prejudiced. We can't be racist. If, um, well, and question, that's where my research, that my, statement is actually interesting. Your statement of saying we can't be racist, that's where my investigation into this went in, or like was triggered from. Because I am the king of I love context, I love comparisons, I love stats, I love facts, I love those kinds of things. Yeah. So, my immediate question to this was, okay, 
I can see why a lawsuit was filed against this, right? Like, I can see this being taken, like, as a racist song. And, and, and you know, again, I'm not going to – I'm not trying to condemn the, a state or anything, but uh, the reputation. It's in the South. You know, there's yeah. the other states that are there that have these, these racial issues. I, I get it. I was really curious contextually the lyrics of other school fight songs. Just for points of comparison. So I pulled up the Linfield University, which is where I went to school. This is the Linfield University fight song. Uh, on with Linfield, on with Linfield, fight right through that line, take the ball right down the field, a touchdown, sure, this time. Uh, then there's a second, a second verse, uh, on with Linfield, on with Linfield, fight for your fame, fight Wildcats, fight, 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 to win the game. And the reason I thought that that was interesting was, there's no I don't think there's anything in there where there's like a gray area that could be taken as that song is racist. So then when you compare that to the University of Texas fight song, which has no reference to sports in any way, I absolutely see why there is a an issue with this song. But when you look at it in comparison to other school fight songs. It's yeah. Um, my my ahead, first Jim. response was, it's only racist if the person that hears the words thinks it's racist. Now that sounds like it doesn't sound like it's. My mom taught me that it's not what you say to someone; it's what they hear. Right. So, exactly. So I think there's and, there's and in my opinion, there's no way you could hear that Linfield fight song and think it's racist. Exactly. Where where if you hear this Texas one, I absolutely get it. Now you, you so some pe- yeah, I, some people or everyone says it's racist. I could absolutely see why people are saying this song is racist. I don't know enough of the background of the song, who wrote it, and all that stuff. To, to I don't want to have an opinion based on you know twenty minutes of research, but I understand. Yeah where this lawsuit is coming from and i do agree with you that this is where sports are going there's an there's a push in sports to move on from some of these bad histories and bad traditions not just sports and i think well no not but again i'm trying to keep it in the in the frame of sports you're right um and team names fight songs I think that these are obvious. These are things that make sense, right? Like it, it, it doesn't surprise me that fight songs would be right after team names. Like it, it seems like something that would make sense based on because again, fight songs are old. There's a lot of history behind them, just like the, the team names, right? The Indians, the Redskins. Yep, I'm sure yep. there's a lot of history and tradition to those team names, so I can see where why it naturally Believe leads to me, that. When but it, when it comes to um... When it comes to uh, racist attitudes, I'm going to have to say there's history in Texas, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was kind of starting this all with, was like I was trying to stay away from that, but it's impossible. Hmm. I, I think, again, I, I would say the South more than Texas specifically has racial history and racial you know tension, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting story. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out over time. Again, not sports specifically, but it definitely was a sports adjacent story, so I thought it was worth bringing it up. I, 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 wanted, um, to, I wanted to talk about it too. Uh, yeah. We've got another two minutes here, and um, I did want to mention something. I mean, we, we've got uh, you're a social media guy, Jared, and as long as we have text coming in, i got to read them. Um, we got a text back from uh, Dr. Patty 
that mm-hmm. said that's because Z. She was answering answering Z's text about booing fans. Another Chicagoan. Another Chicago. She's from Chicago too, Z. Yeah. Dr. Patty says that's because ninety percent of the people at Wrigley Field are too drunk to know what's going on. <laughs> so they don't boo. Is it, isn't Patty a White Sox fan though? Aren't we get aren't we cross aren't we mixing White Sox and Cubs fans now? I, I don't I don't even know the difference. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Jim, what do we have on tap? Nothing, nothing next week. I don't have anything to hype up for next week yet, do I? Um, uh, we we have no. Um, I I we're, I'll we're give working a little, on guests. We're I'll trying a, to get back. I'll give a little teaser. You said you might have, and and I, I was gonna. Um, uh, we may have a sports psychologist. I, I'm working on. No, sorry, Jim, hold on, hold on. No, 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 Chip. I I, I don't want to give anything away on this one. Okay. I am working on if I can get it to work. I, what I would say is the most high profile guest we've ever had on the show. Um, yeah, it's it's in terms of the the role he plays at the level he is involved. It, it would be, I think, the highest level guest we've had. I don't want to make any promises. We're working on it, uh, or I am working on it. Hopefully, we, we make something happen. Um, but one thing I did also want to mention in the last minute here, Jim and I were we're trying to get back in the rhythm with high school sports. We're going to try to start getting some more coaches and players on to get back into that rhythm as we get you know more into the school year here. Uh, Jim, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Sports Phone. We'll be back next week, Friday. Sep- or that'll be September 17th. Until then, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. You know, Jer, we should try to get a, a four-year-old soccer, uh, <laughs> soccer mom coach on here. See ya. This has been a production of KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.